Hello, fans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we gotta warm up again. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to Pop of Color Pod with India and Ruby on the struggle bus. Uh, we are two women of color who love Bravo, pop culture, and astrology, and we have plenty to dig into today. Plenty but uh, I, I arrive in a perpetual state of struggle besides, you know, feeding into a nine to five job every day. I called my maintenance guy like two weeks ago and I said, there's a leak in my ceiling in my bathroom. Cause I saw this like drop of water on my scale. I have a tiny, but tiny bathroom. And so I, there was only one place it could have come from. It was like the vent. And he was like, Oh, it's just condensation from the air conditioning. Cause I had it turned down lower than I usually do. And I said, okay. And then I looked at the ceiling and I saw these like damp marks, like around wherever the don't, you know, quiz me on equipment for bathrooms, but whatever's in the ceiling that makes your bathroom work. I saw all these damp marks and I was like, should we be concerned about any of that? And he's like, no, no, that's normal. And I went, okay. And then Sunday, two weeks later, I was taking a shower and I hear a dropping and a dropping and a dropping and a dropping. And I'm like, Again, tiny ass bathroom. I've lived here for a year. I know where everything is. What could this be? And the leak is just like constant and just dripping. So I put a towel down because I went to go get my nails done. And then when I come back from getting my nails done, all the ceiling is out. What do you call that? You're the you're the one in real estate. Like the the paint, the sheetrock, something. Whatever that first layer of the, the ceiling sheet, is. Yeah, the sheetrock. I for think. a cheap apartment. that's what it was all over my bathroom floor and I was just in a war zone so then I called the next day and they're like okay we'll do something about it so now I have a huge ass dehumidifier sitting in the middle of my tiny tiny bathroom and so you know we're just peeing with the door open luckily I live alone so who cares but that plus work I have to say people like you and like John, because John had a experience where his hole under the sink flooded and it went into like his closet and they had to like remove the carpet and put a dehumidifier in. And they took like a good month or two to put back down the padding under the carpet. I would go ballistic. Like you guys are so calm. I, I am a hellraiser. I am Lexi. When it comes to oh, injustice. a reference already. <laughs> I'm Alexi when it comes to injustice because it's like, okay, for me, it's the principle of I pay for this. It needs to be right. And if oh, this yeah. isn't right, I'm going to raise hell. And I'm I'm sure you raise your and your Libra shady way. Like, you yeah, gave, I always do. I do a polished fuck you to people. I'm never like outright because I like to keep the reputation where it is. I'm fake. That's a Libra trait. We all know it. And so <laughs> she said it, not me. <laughs> I'm always like, yeah, everything's great. And then I just like sent videos of like everything submerged into like the um, maintenance request. And then I made sure to just like my friend was over and she's like, should we like clean things up? So it's easy for them to get around. And I was like, no, I'm leaving every motherfucking towel soaked on the ground Mm -hmm. and I'm leaving all the whatever the fuck was decayed from the ceiling it's not decayed but whatever fell off Mm -hmm. I just like left it in a trail because I'm like this was you 
because you looked me in the goddamn eyes two weeks ago and said, no, we don't need to worry about that. So I like a silent, um, how would you say? It's not revenge, but like a silent attack. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. I'm not super, I'm not rude or anything, but I definitely am like super firm and I'm talking to you like you're in trouble. Like I'm your mother. Oh and yeah. And, and I mean, I follow up. I emailed them throughout the day and I was like, is this addressed? Is this addressed? And they're like, yeah, a part is coming. And I'm like, okay, let it be ASAP. But I also like work in a field where I know that supplies in general are backlogged because of the pandemic. Like, mm-hmm. in, like grilled chicken won't arrive at McDonald's, like certain lab tubes won't arrive at my job um, because whatever that came from, you know, like I can't find beef in the grocery store for some, oh, not, like, not like good construction. beef new construction like there's like or wood had a surge in price and was hard to like build and they're like yeah so i'm i'm gonna be patient but like friday i'm gonna be like so anything else because he put that live long dehumidifier in the middle of my tiny bathroom and i have to like skirt around it like it's a little guest in my home just to pee just to brush my teeth that dehumidifier is bigger than your toilet it is yeah i posted on my stories india is witness to the situation that we're living in and i'm not happy yeah we are not we are refined folks justice to ruby justice to (laughs) ruby (laughs) but whatever i just like i as long i don't know what part of the placements it is because like libras care about justice too i love living the satisfaction knowing i'm right like as long as I know I'm right and the person that needs to know knows that I'm right, that's enough. Like, that's enough for me. I can I go to sleep. Right. I can go to sleep and close my eyes and just, you know, let it be I'm at peace, as Karen Huger loves to say. Are you at peace? She loves to ask <laughs> everybody whose lives she's fucked up. Are you at peace now? With Is your that single Capricorn trait that we like being right? Because I love being right. I feel like... I mean, I think most people like to be right. Correct. But I think that like, again, everyone has a different approach to it. Like, and they have a different way of demonstrating it. Like Capricorns, I think they just like to like achieve and be the best at something. And in that way, demonstrate that they're right versus like fire signs are just like, if you're muted, you're muted. Yeah. Uh oh. Ruby froze. We'll be right back. I don't know what's going on. Oh, she's back. I was like, you can hear me? I can hear you now. <laughs> I thought you were saying fire signs were muted. And I was no. like, haha, yeah, exactly. And then you're like, you're muted still. And I was like, hold on, am I? And then you answered yes. Like you read my lips, I guess. Yeah, I did. Before you were like, because you're like- myself. <laughs> Like I don't think I was ever waiting. frozen. I think literally I just physically stopped moving because I was confused <laughs> because I'm in. Oh, yeah. Again, I thought you were frozen. And you- <laughs> also, like, we're filming on a Tuesday, which um, TMI for the world, like, that's a day I usually have patients, um, as in, like, NTS, like, a patient. And so I spend, like, eight hours with them and I'm talking to them the whole time. So the introvert hangover is real because I'm like, hello, I'm so happy to be here. And then by the end of the day, I'm like, 
I could go to bed at six <laughs> and I would still wake up at like 6 a.m. the next day. Luckily today, I didn't have to talk to anyone. I did like a lot of back work as far as like oh nice home searching and a bunch of research and stuff. And I mean, I did talk to people. I talked to listing agents, but that those are like two minute conversations. It doesn't. But it's nice to have like an admin day where you're just yeah. like working on working down your checklist. A lot of the logistics. Yeah, I, I pretty much got everything done except for one thing, which I told myself I'm going to do after this. So. Yeah, and I'm very like serious not serious but like I'm not like a peppy person I'm not like hey hey when things are happening especially at work I'm just like I'm here to work unless I'm with the patients so like my teammates all just be like how's it going are you okay and I'm like yes I am fine and they're like are you sure you're fine I'm like absolutely I am and I literally had to tell someone today I was like you will never hear me come into this workplace and be like, hey guys, <laughs> because it's not <laughs> who I am. To be I said, the only way I'll ever sound like that is if I'm about to go on vacation <laughs> and that's no shade to the job. That's just how I feel about working in general. <laughs> it could be anywhere. Someone posted, I, I don't know where it was, but they were like, I'm still paying bills. I must be ugly. <laughs> <laughs> Me. <laughs> <laughs> I ghost wrote that. I don't know who posted it, but it sounds like the etchings inside my soul. Like, <laughs> sounds like I should tattoo that on the inside of my lips. <laughs> I can't. Oh my goodness. All right. So we are going to cover our regulars, our Potomac, Salt Lake City, Below Deck Med this week. And then um, we're going to give a quick shout out to our favorite, like, I think you and I are the only people that we know that watch this show is Floribama Shore. Because I think I got you into it. And you're like the only person who is smart enough to take me up on it. Yeah, I think you did too. Because that was like first season. Wow, me and Ruby go back with our like, re- the like pop- yeah. internal review. Truly, because I think that's probably like where, not like where our friendship started, but like obviously we've never been shy about like sharing our opinions on like things we watch or music we listen to or whatever. So it's probably like we would see each other post and then be like, Oh, me too. And then also another thing, just a little highlight about how great Ruby is. She's the only friend that sends me holiday cards every single year. And so I was like, you know, I'm going to send holiday cards. And now I send holiday cards every year. Oh, I mean, I sent you. Yeah. I sent you one. But um, the fact that you just do it in general makes me happy. Yes, because Ruby is the only one. I was like, and I save all of them. I'm like, look, Ruby, Ruby sent me Cute. another card. Yeah, I'm a yeah. little mushy. I feel like we got to teach the youth, you know. And none of like, my friends, Shade, send me holiday cards back. So, <laughs> But I can send you to send them shade. until they learn. <laughs> the forecast of tonight is <laughs> direct shade everywhere. <laughs> Not a sun in the sky. <laughs> all shade. Wow, I tried, but you know, I can't do it all, guys. I got, I think I said it last week, I got so many attacks for not writing nay, like the sound the horse makes on my yay or nays for the Met Gala looks. And I was like, guys, even even LeBron can't be 100 every time. He can't make every three-pointer. Like, I cannot sit here and think of every metaphor for you damn fools. Like, congratulate. And truly, everyone came at it brand new. Like, the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, damn, I 
can't believe I didn't think of that. And then 73 people later, I was like, cool. You all thought the same thing. Congratulations. Please post it on your stories instead of replying to mine. Right. I don't need it right now. Right, right. Sorry. The, uh, the workspace is uh, a little tight here at uh, Ruby Inc. But I can't uh, lie that my Capricorn perfectionism and this mic stand not being exactly how I want it, it's like driving me insane. Um, I'm trying to work through it. We all have our struggles, India, but I believe in you. I'm, yeah, let's I'm, let's hope that the next generation understands the importance of the handwritten card because it's a lost art, truly. Yeah, they have a lot of adjut- or acronyms and stuff for things, so doubtful. But, you know, I have hope. <laughs> I love how that's the assessment as to why they won't ever learn anything is because they're just like, TTFN. <laughs> yeah, they're too lazy to use actual words. They don't, I don't even think that Generation Z learned penmanship. I was about to say, they didn't learn how to write in cursive. I went to the dry cleaners for the first time in my life as an adult. Shout out to me. Um, with clothes that I had meant to dry clean in January 2020, but then we had a pandemic. Anywho, um, they, after charging me a boatload of money and I'm never going back, um, they gave me a thank you card and it was a handwritten card by one of the employees. And the way that child wrote, I was just like, I don't need this. <laughs> I'd rather you don't thank me at all than send me You LeBron like, straight into the trash can? <laughs> I surely did. <laughs> I said, this shot I am going to make. <laughs> And I went to Target and I threw it away in one of their trash cans. <laughs> no evidence. <laughs> I was like, I couldn't find like a trash can outside of the Target. I was clearly running errands. So like I went to Target after I was like, I don't want this damn card. So I'm like walking around and then I couldn't find a trash can. So I walked through nearly the whole of Target with an open card in my hand, like just a little serial killer like, trying <laughs> to find my true love. <laughs> and then finally, like in the Clorox wipe section, there's like, some mechanism they have like a phone or something and there's like a little trash can underneath i was like take this i don't need this letter from and i can't even say who it's from because the name was literally illegible i think it started with a t it could have been anyone teddy card was so bad that she wasted energy looking through target for a (laughs) trash can to throw it away actively the whole time i was in target for three things my main focus was a trash can because I didn't want it in my hands. I didn't want it coming into the home. Yeah. So Generation Z, please learn penmanship. Yeah. Or pay someone. Yeah. That. that. Task rabbit it. All right. So Floribama, as we were saying, is our little show that could. It's still going on. It's like Floribama and Jersey Shore, they can just continue forever because the people are funny. Because it's mm-hmm. like you don't really care about what they're doing. They're literally in the most like desolate places of America. Or sometimes they're like, I guess Jersey Shore went to Italy. And I think Floribama went to Cabo once. But, you know, jury's out on if they'll ever send them out of the country again because too much liabilities. <laughs> but Floribama kills me. I haven't finished it all yet. But what I will say is that every time I'm like, I'm going to be sick of Kodai and Amy doing country shit, they end me all over again. Because when he goes to pick her up at the house and they can't get the truck out, it's like stuck in mud. Did you see that part? Yes. <laughs> and I was like, at first, like, cause I, I'm like watching it in pieces. I was like, okay, cool. Your car's stuck in the mud. And then I was finishing it today. And I was like, they had to get the production involved, which like production resists like being in the mix as much as possible, unless there's violence. And then 
her stepdad had to come with some kind of chains and pull it out. And his name is Farrell. I was done. <laughs> and she was like, Farrell's going to kick my ass. <laughs> First of all, her having a pig and a fake Louis bag was I'm like. <sighs> yeah. This cast, they are such country folk. I'm not going to use any derogatory um, We're allowed terms. to say that because, I mean, we're not going to say anything about first. But yeah, yeah they're country folk because we grew up in the country. So we know. Well, I guess I did more than you did. I was like, Yorktown. <laughs> Hampton. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Hampton's not as country per se, but you were no. country adjacent. Yeah. It was like suburban country. Yeah. Whereas you're just like small town. I don't know. Country. Small town southerners. Yeah. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Questionable at best. But yeah. And then like, what's his name? Gus and his house in the woods for a serial killer. I don't know if you remember that from last season. He built that house in the middle of nowhere. Wait, he built it? I didn't know he he built built it. The house. I'm 96% certain he built the house, leaving a margin of error in case I'm wrong. Which Wow, again, Gus is pretty handy, though. I mean, what else does he know? Nothing. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Gus got, is the worst. At least he can do that. That house was great. I very much, I'm very what impressed. I mean, I, I mean, I'm impressed. Because I mean, that's I'm like impressed. A... I couldn't build a house. I mean, I wish I knew how to do anything. I'd fix the bathroom myself. But damn, yeah, it looks like, you, if you look at it, it's just in the middle of nowhere. It's yeah. truly in trees just everywhere. Woods. Yeah. And it's like he has this weird micro house in the woods. And then he has the black and white Range Rover, which I have feelings about. Just pick one color. I don't like when it has like the half and half. Yeah, no, that's a. It's not the Chick fil A cow. It's your car. Just come on. Is pick this one. a spades card? Like, are we playing a game? <laughs> Don't play it's... games with your vehicles. <laughs> Driving isn't a game. <laughs> so Just like you don't put bumper stickers on expensive cars. You don't make them different colors. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. But here we are. Um, and then Cody and Amy driving. Um, they were like talking about how her boyfriend does drugs or something. And in the middle, I just see like blurred out Marlboros. And I'm like, the days. Like that's just people's lives. Yeah, because I didn't realize how much, like, how many cigarettes they smoke as, like, a cast. Like, just chain-smoking cigarettes. I'm like. <laughs> they keep that stock up at Marlboro. Like, oh, no. Philip Morris never has to worry. Never. The Castle Floor by the Shore is out. And also anybody in Below Deck. I don't know what brands people smoke in other countries, but. I think better brands. Like, they don't have, I think in. Other countries, just like with food and everything else, because America sucks, um, they like have certain regulations on like what they can put in cigarettes and food and stuff like that. So I think it's probably. But I mean, it's not like the cigarettes going to be any better for you. Yeah, I th- it probably doesn't have as much nicotine or something. But I mean, you know, pick your poison. Yeah. And cigarettes aren't mine. Jury's out. Jury's out. We don't but in college, them. I did smoke a cigarette after a, a, a house or after like a nice <laughs> bar outing, like with friends. You're like, okay, after give me a cigarette. After an gathering with like-minded after- people. Yeah. <laughs> that was my vice in college. It was like, give me a cigarette. 
And now it's hookah because Atlanta and all what? Atlanta has a hookah. I can't. <laughs> I went through a phase between like, I think like 21 and 23. It was brief. And it was just sporadic where like, if I was in the cups enough, I would tell somebody like, if I saw someone smoking, I'd be like, give me a drag of that as if I knew what I was doing. And I would take the cigarette from them <laughs> and I would literally stick it in my mouth and pull it out twice. No breathing involved. And then I would go <sighs> and like blow out nothing because I had breathed in zero things. And I was like, that felt great. Thanks. <laughs> I needed that. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that really took the edge off. Thanks. But I think I have an actual psychological block towards um, inhaling smoke. Cause someone tried to show me once like how to um, do something with marijuana. You know, I don't know the shit in you, but I was just like, I was like, like this <laughs> and I didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah. You mean smoke? <laughs> I just don't know what it was out of. <laughs> a joint, it was a, a blunt, a, a bowl. No, it was out of a device. I don't know, but it, it was like wooden. A I vape? Don't I don't know. There are, there are many devices. But many, um, many vices, many devices, <laughs> many devices for all devices. But truly, I couldn't do it, and I think it was just all psychological. Like I was just like, I don't want to let the mountains. But I think that's just because I'm scared of liking everything that's bad for you. So I'm just like, let's not open the gateway. <laughs> not the gates, gateway. Whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, not the gateway. <laughs> that's a portal for data entry at my job. <laughs> I was like, safety gateway. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> the floodgates is what I meant. I just didn't want to open the floodgates because um, I don't know if it's true. I worry I have an addictive personality. So I just, you know, do what's best for me. And I just stop things before we can start them just for everyone's benefit. But primarily Ruby's own. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. And then... We aren't going to talk about Beverly Hills here regularly because um, we just have the general consensus every week that Erica is guilty. So there's not really much updates to say to that. But we both agreed that we've just noticed lately that Garcelle is truly like being ganged up on by these other women. And I don't think that they realize like the impact of their attitudes of excluding her. And kind of like how that could relate to how she grew up in places that were predominantly white as well. Like they have no sensitivity to that. And at the same time as they're excluding her and like, you know, not having like a connection with her when this season, you can tell she's really trying to open herself up more than she did the first one. Um, When she does try to open up or be honest or do things, they just like label her and they label her in like very traditionally racist ways of saying like well you're aggressive you're a bully you're this you're that just because she's like being direct and honest and they're always just like talking sideways out of both sides of their mouth and you said you saw her on the reel talking about it too yeah so i mean for one she's a first generation is her family from haiti yeah haitian american so she's a first generation haitian american so from haiti oh yeah she's from haiti so she's not even first generation is that the children. I never know what first generation is. Yeah. Um, so she's, but she's one of the first. She's here. Yeah. And I have friends that are different you know, like backgrounds and the way that they approach things is like normally more direct. 
um, they don't beat around the bush. I mean, even in Europe, they just say, like, Americans, they, like, put fluff around everything. Like, they just, like, just say it how it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but she did mention on The Real because they were talking about being in spaces where you don't feel like you belong. And she was saying she has recognized and acknowledged that some of it is internal and then some of mm-hmm. it is just based off the vibe that she gets from the energy in the room. And so I think that maybe Kyle mentioned it and was like, I feel like some of it's internal or like personal and it is. And I do think that it is up to Garcelle to explain like and say like hey like this is the way i grew up like this is where i'm coming from and if they don't try to change from that then like then it's like okay you just don't want to you know and i think kyle out of all of them in the group is trying to be more considerate and maybe it's because which i mean dorit's of what is dorit's background again like her parents are yeah israelian which okay um but, you know, because Kyle is married to, like a, like, a Mexican man, I feel like she's more understanding of, okay, like, I need to acknowledge, like, certain feelings because of the way my husband's treated or has, you know, has been treated yeah, or like she's whatever. been more exposed to yeah, maybe more um, people of color or people of different lifestyles. And so right. she understands the, like, possibility of looking outside her own experience at someone else's perspective. Because that's, like, what you're saying is that... right. Um, like I see what you're saying too is like they kind of have to meet at the middle where like Garcelle has to be open and share why it's different for her and I think she might in this week's episode because it kind of had like some preview for that yeah. but I'm sure these idiots will misunderstand it because the problem is is like whenever someone has a way of being that's different from everybody else and like that's a very also like Los Angeles way of being and like a Hollywood way of being it's like we're all lemmings and we're all doing everything the same way and the minute someone wants to be a flamingo and do something their way, even though they're not harming anyone else, everyone wants to, like, turn and attack that person and be like, well, you're not like the rest of us. So, like, fall in line, basically. Right. And then they don't understand that when they're doing it in this context, being mostly white women outside of Crystal, um, which Crystal is not, not playing a role in it, but just that she's part of the cast. Um, they are also, like pointedly excluding someone who has a different way of being not just because they feel like being rude it's because of their culture and how they were raised and that they have a vastly different experience from somebody else as well right and I think Crystal doesn't I think she doesn't understand the dynamics because it's her first season and so she's a blank slate to the rest of the cast whereas Garcelle has been on the season so they already have these perceived notions or feelings about her whereas crystal they don't have anything and crystal's not besides her issues with sutton is pretty like well she's really not trying she's not really playing a role one way or the other yeah and she went after sutton like and that was like a thought i had at the beginning of the season was like you picked literally like the easiest target because Mm -hmm. you've probably watched the show because by now everyone watches the show and you knew who it was like safe to make a rival, but also right. like being everybody's good graces. So I think that was like very intentional and pointed so that she could have a quote moment. Um, and I also think it's weird that like she had the conversation about like acknowledging color with Sutton, but now that it's coming for Garcelle and we don't, again, we don't know if maybe she speaks up later, but you know, she doesn't have that context for, um, you know, saying the same thing in defense of Garcelle, like, hey, we had these experiences, like, where we were mistreated for 
just looking the way we look or, you know, speaking the way we speak or having different names or whatever um, that made us different from everybody else at school. And so the fact that she's not stepping in that way just for like protecting herself possibly as like that little first season housewife. Trying to be or, a part of know, the box force five or whatever. Oh God. But like, you know, sometimes when the thing is like, and that's what came up a lot with like the resurgence of black lives matter last year was like silence is your position. Like if you mm-hmm. choose to be quiet, you're saying a whole lot more than if you don't speak up one way or the other. And so that's kind of where I read with her is like, She's trying to be Switzerland because she wants to be cooperative. But at the same time, by choosing to, quote, be cooperative with everyone, mm-hmm. you're really choosing whoever's, quote, winning or dominant in this in the conversation, which would be the more veteran cast members. Yep. So I never I'm never down for someone who, quote, stays out of it because it's like not their fight or whatever. If you see someone struggling. Yeah, because then you're just choosing the side of the person who's, you know, in this case, we're not going to use the word oppression in Bravo, but you know what I mean? Like when we talk about bigger issues and they say siding with the oppressor, again, Dorit wishes that we would give her such a title, but we shall not. Right. Yeah. And then sometimes, yeah, there's people of other nationalities that even though they have like an international background or something like that, like if they are, if they're like white passing or, you know, can speak quote well you know like they don't have the quote accent from somewhere else unless articulated up yeah you know like heather thompson's favorite word you know what i mean it's like if you do the things that make you seem like the default then you're you don't really know to speak up for other people because you didn't have to because you just quote like did the assignment right right yeah so it is very unfortunate to see that like when she was like i speak four languages and i don't understand this anymore i'm like this is not the time to talk about how globalized you are because you're being an asshole right now. So stick to that white Connecticut shit and leave us be. Right, because she doesn't really bring up her... <clears throat> it's interesting to me that she brought up her nationality. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it's interesting that she brought up her nationality at Garcelle's Haitian dinner in regards to like the spicy foods and loving the spicy foods, which I... Obviously, it was relevant to the discussion. Mm-hmm. But Dorit is so long-winded and talks so much that it's like, I don't remember her. And maybe I need to look back. Correct me if I'm wrong. If Dorit, you ever listen to this, if you happen to bless our podcast, because love your style, not going to lie. However, I don't remember her ever mentioning. <laughs> <laughs> she can sell this co-host. No, no, I'm kidding. I'm no, kidding. no, 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 I'm no. This podcast will last three hours. I'd be like, Shalom. um but i don't remember her really talking about her culture that much and really making that a major part like for example having a israeli based dinner or anything like that it's like you don't at least from what i recall of course it's been a million seasons so i could be wrong yeah i have like one faint memory of like her you know like sometimes her parents would be on the show you know like visiting and stuff and i think she did like an informal dinner like just having like I think it was Teddy over for dinner once and like they ate like traditional cuisine and stuff like that and it's also like I can understand because everyone when you're like first gen second gen everyone has like a different relationship to their culture and a lot of people can like be proud of their culture without bringing it up like I'm a terrible example because usually five minutes into like a conversation when I meet someone, I'm like, well, my mom's from Puerto Rico. So like, I like this and I love Mark Anthony and I eat plantains and like cliche, cliche, cliche. So <laughs> I'm like, 
a very obvious like first gen puerto rican kind of person because i like basically just have the flag like on a bumper sticker on my forehead the minute you meet me but there are a lot of people that are really proud of their heritage but like just don't like maybe they didn't i mean this is not speaking for dorit this is just speaking like to the concept is like there's people who have never been to their home you know their family's home country for whatever reason because of conflict or money or what have you um or because their parents may have a trauma associated with leaving there um there's people who like their parent was like they had a parent who was of the other culture but like wasn't in their lives like you know a father that wasn't there or a mother and so then they had no opportunity to like connect and learn about it so it's like everyone's relationships are really different but i do not like it when people cherry pick the moments to be like guess who's a surprise latinx person it's me because it benefits me in this moment for credibility you know what i mean like right we're talking about food so guess what i eat spicy food too guys because blah blah, blah. like people forever are asking me oh do you like spicy food because you're puerto rican and i'm like no because puerto ricans actually don't eat spicy food <laughs> it's like i eat spicy food because my name is ruby right and that's what i like um i'm like my dad from minnesota who you wouldn't think like spicy food vicky does not eat spicy food <laughs> you know like it's just certain things like that or like you know again when it's like well do you have people of color in your life besides your staff and she's like of course i do because i have a black friend my mom like, like, i'd be like i'd be like guess what everyone i have this friend named india guess where she's from not india you know what i mean like it's just <laughs> People just pick like stupid shit all the time to just like cherry pick like I'm cultured moments like um, during the holidays everybody now wants to make coquito which is like this mm -hmm. um, it's kind of like eggnog but it's my Puerto good. Rican friend makes coquito and stuff yeah it. and people and people be bringing it out for holidays and stuff right but like sometimes people will just like tell like people who are not Puerto Rican will be like guess what I made and I was like don't care <laughs> like it's what I've had forever. You know, so it, there, it's it's always like, I kind of switch like pivoted to appropriation and appreciation, but you know what I mean? It's just like, people need to just speak up when it matters and it always is gonna matter. Like, it's not just for the fun stuff. When it's the hard stuff, you have to have those conversations too. Right, for sure. And I wish Dorit would have those hard conversations, but- And be self-aware. Like, I don't think she has the awareness of it. You know, she's yeah. married to like a white British dude she's from connecticut like she lives a very privileged life which is good for her deserves all her stuff um now that pk paid his two billion back but you know it's just like you know if you know that you may have had those experiences growing up as an international child before like wouldn't you want to speak up for someone who you're very aware has like a different culture and right has connected with you guys about that but i don't think like that's why like you can't dig too deep into certain shows and like that's why with bravo it's hard is like i can't watch this expecting people to actually like be in a place to know and acknowledge struggle because the whole point of the show is that they're so rich that their lives are like not in touch with this world right you know what I mean? and entertainment um, like kathy hilton out here not knowing who bernie sanders is maybe like what do you do when the election comes up i know what you do you don't vote like yeah. that's the answer and or so you, you vote, but if you're so up detached from something like you don't need to know what's going on, like I can't expect you to really like respect and be empathetic to the experience of somebody who she thought Bernie Sanders was a KFC Colonel Sanders. 
I just like how Kyle kept saying, she's texting me, who's this little man? It kind of reminded me of my mom, but more Is like, he an elf on a shelf? <laughs> yes, is it the new elf on the shelf? Because people kept putting him on a bunch of memes. That's how my mom is though. Like she will truly just be like, who is this? And I'm like, ma, that's, you know, Sean Mendes. And she'll be like, whatever. I don't know who this is. And like move on to the next thing yeah. with like pop culture stuff. She has zero idea. She looks at my um, Insta stories for the red carpet stuff. And she goes, sometimes I can't vote because everything is so ugly. I'm like, <laughs> ma, that's like the point. <laughs> it's like, you're supposed to pick the worst one. Um, or she just sends me like three of the shocked emoji faces. You know how you can react on mm-hmm. the stories. And just pick. So she has the one that always looks blown. She's like, what? And I told her, I said, you are three steps from being blocked if you do this again. <laughs> like, I can't have you spamming my inbox to just be aghast. My mom does not use Instagram, thank God. Um, <laughs> none of, only my aunt does. And but she'll send like stuff to my mom, like, oh, this is, or she'll tell me like, I stand, like, I look at all of your pictures, and you're such a model. I'm like, you are my. But an auntie loves to like tell yeah. their pretty niece, like, oh my God, you're a model. You are beautiful. I eat it up. Oh, same. Like fresh oh, McDonald French fries. I'm Britney Spears. Give me, give me more. Like, just tell me everything about me that's Make my head bigger than it already is. Oh, I AKA, said like, the time. actual size, not me being imploded with ego. Just <laughs> I say that at work all the time. Like, people will be like, oh, like, you're so good at this. Like, you can be in charge of it. I said, no, 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 no. I get drunk on power. Stop it right there. Don't give me authority because I will take it and I will use it for evil. And that's just what life is, guys. Okay, I think we hit all of our our uh, forty five minutes later. <laughs> forty three minutes and fifty eight seconds. Well, later. we talked about something that really needed to be discussed, and that is race. We said and what had to be said: race relations in Housewives series this that are majority for equity. White. I should say. Yeah, this is a place for equity, even in Bravo. So get it right or get out of our faces. Pretty much. All right. Speaking of black love, Potomac. Not that we were. I just decided that that's the segue. I, was I mean, uh, it, I, it, fit, it fit to me. <laughs> it made like, sense to me. I'm like, speaking of loving black people, time for Potomac. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of KFC. Okay, that was, I'm black, oh, so oh, I can oh, say I that. I say it. That was India. That was India. I'm black, so I can say that. Okay. okay. I, like, I am, I am making a joke, a joke about the misrepresentations of my of my culture i do personally love fried chicken listen so to puerto ricans it's fine yeah we have kfc and churches and we do our own kind of fried chicken so i love korean fried chicken too oh yeah fried chicken is acceptable in every culture so thank you kathy hilton for yeah even in your ignorance uniting the nations exactly she's gonna speak at the next world health assembly (laughs) (laughs) So Potomac, Potomac, Potomac. The whole premise of this episode is mostly Candace filming her Fast and Furious chic video. Well, let me see what the notes say. Oh, it had Miss Dorothy came back. The return of Dorothy. They really held her out for us to make sure that, like, she packed a punch instead of, like, littering every one of our scenes. Yeah. So she toured the new Dillard Bassett home, and she was just saying, like, shady comments everywhere. And the one that ended me was, like, 
she was in their living room and she looked at the couch which is like a you know this vocabulary better than i do but it was like a three-way couch a tough sectional it was a okay. tough a fully tough sectional that's and it had to be three li- it had three lines like it was like yeah. a u and she said this is a good couch for a first apartment i know i put that too i i die laughing i'm like duh i'm looking at my apartment it's 717 square feet but a good chunk of that is like this narrow ass hallway to come in i don't see where that tufted sectional would fit i would not be able to walk across my apartment in any way in any layout what is she talking about so the first sectional i got i was honestly in despair um rough time in my life then (laughs) but i had no furniture because i (laughs) sold everything um when i moved to atlanta and or not sold but i gave it away anyway so after my like really tumultuous last relationship i had to buy all new furniture i had nothing so i went to ashley's furniture and i'm like all right this one i'll take that sectional because what if i have a lot of friends (laughs) and i need them to sit down and this sectional gets delivered and i'm like this takes up a majority of my living room but did you have three sides because most people just have two no have the l or is it always a three it's an L, but it has a chase on one end, and it fits six people, like six or seven people. So it's huge. Oh. And so now I hate it because it blocks off like the extra L. Like I love the chase part, but the extra L blocks off the space of the room, so it doesn't look as open because of the yeah. layout. So now I'm searching for a new couch. Um, because couches are difficult. Much. Like couches are difficult to find the right thing for you. Yeah, was- and like cloud couches you're like oh they're so nice and i just have heard such bad reviews about them looking frumpy after you get up even like the expensive is that a ass, brand or is that a type of couch? it's a type of couch that's made out of goose feathers like the cushions are made out of goose feathers and so it's supposed to be really comfy and like feel like a cloud like you're like you know basically on your like if you had a nice mattress but i hear they like look really frumpy you have to constantly like fluff them up and that even the restoration hardware expensive ass ones are they look frumpy after you get up so i'm like no i don't want to do that so yeah anyway yeah i wish i had an l i need like an ottoman or something but i've never found something that matches mine so yeah it's just difficult throw my feet up on the coffee table and i'm like i'm just gonna wait until we like go somewhere else and then i'll be yeah you want to like you want to invest in that piece. Like you don't want to just be like, yeah, cause I think I want it to be, other. I'm looking at this company that does custom, like they do custom couches. Um, and so I think I want two chases. So it's still an L, but it's just a shorter L not as long. I don't know. I'm anyway, sorry guys. Um, rants. Um, this is called being 30. That's actually the secret name of our podcast. <laughs> But I know there are like, we have like, we have, we've increased in listeners, which I'm so happy about. I've been checking out our like interactions and stuff and they have boomed, uh, like not boomed. (laughs) Damn. All right. Boom. Um, Well, every time I'm tipsy, I send it to more people and I'm like, hey guys, I have a podcast now. Someone send me a cash app for wine (laughs) or drinks, martinis, expensive martinis. Send me money, people. Yeah, so Ruby can get drunk and advertise us more. Yeah, and then um, Joe Gunn, I don't know if you were aware of him before, but he does, Mm -hmm. like, all these great memes. He's he's a friend of the pod, JK. I just, he's nice. We're we're manifesting it. 
Yes. Yeah. We're manifesting best friendship with him. And, um, he shared like, he shared something. I think that I posted like on like one of our posts, I think maybe like the one of, uh, Carter where it's like, dang, your life's mm-hmm. not together. Um, so like, I think we gained a couple people from him. So wait, he shared know. that. Yeah. Mm hmm. Ruby, I mean, it was, Ruby, it was Ruby is doing, doing wonderful things with their social media. Yeah. It's magic guys. Like Ariana Grande once said, just like magic. <laughs> well, back to Potomac, which again, it's been another six minutes where we've mentioned one bullet point. Um, they did more of like Giselle with Grace and the driving. I, when I say Giselle with her daughters, that's like when I like her the most. Like, I love her as a mom. I think that it's really undersaid. Like, it's really understated that. I kind of looked at the makeup of the cast and she's actually the only, even though we know that moms, especially mothers of color, like take the bulk of parenting. She's actually the only like single mom in the group because the rest of them have their husbands, at least to take off some of the, you know, whether it's the household stuff or the kids stuff, like Robin's married, Karen's married. Well, Robin's not married. Robin has one, but he's been there forever. Karen's married. Mia's married. Um, Candace does not have the children. She has those children that come in once every two years. Um, <laughs> Ashley has demons, you know, like everybody has something. So, but Ashley Giselle does it on her own. And so I feel like that's really like, there's something to be said for her raising those three girls um, really on her own. Because as we know, from what everyone's told us, Jamal is busy not being a father to them. So I mean, let me not say that. That's rude. But, you know, he's not physically there. Like she was saying, like, she can't send him down. She can't send her kid down the road to, like, learn how to drive with him. Like, she needs to do everything. Right. I love that about her. And then we got our moment with Wendy doing her business plan for Eddie. I tuned out. Don't care. Just show me the candles once they're ready. But it just had me stressed out because she still didn't have a lot of answers to questions. So... We were struggling with her. And then remember, I couldn't remember Ashley's uncle's name. And I was like, his name is Uncle Chunk, Uncle Chump, Uncle something. It is Uncle Lump. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I know we all get weird nicknames for different reasons in our lives. Um, you know, different hold on, technical issues, aka equipment falling out of my lap. Well, guys, this is only our 73rd episode, sixth official episode. <laughs> this is our 11th that we've recorded. Oh, but really? we were like working through like technical difficulties, a.k.a. me um, learning how to edit. But um, this is our official sticks episode. Mm-mm. Sexy six. Sexy six. Speaking of sexy, that name, Uncle Lump is so sexy. It's his name. <laughs> <laughs> um so Ashley goes over there her family Heike seems very sweet like they yeah. seem very normal very supportive um like just like they just seem like somebody like that I would know you know what I mean like right. they're just like, down home but she needs to work on her boundaries with them because when she was telling them about something about her vagina I don't remember she said something that was too much information oh her prolapsed uterus Listen, I'm Puerto Rican and we don't talk about 
stuff like that to our families. We talk about everything and I'm not talking about my prolapsed uterus. I may talk about that with the women that have had children or are wanting to have children. Like this is what happens, but not the men. Mm-hmm. I'm never talking what? about my uterus with my dad. Sorry. Or my uncle. Oh, I was about to say, we know I used to have, well, I have like other stuff, but not as major as like when I had prior uterus issues with fibroids and everything like that. And I was living with my parents and at first my dad, I'm not saying he didn't believe me, but he didn't understand it. Cause it wasn't like a visible injury. Right. And so like, I had to tell him details to upset him for him to realize I truly had a health condition. Right. I mean, um, that's a special circumstance. Like it's but not, yeah. but, but I still like, I did not go and talk about that to my family and be like, Oh, and then this much blood fell out of my vagina today. You know what I mean? Like these are not the d- topics that are going to be discussed amongst my extended family. But Just she, so you're aware. <laughs> actually, yeah. If you're looking to see if I can marry into your family, don't worry. I won't talk about my uterine lining with them. Thank you. Um, now that we've done that ad for our sponsored partners, still manifesting that um, that man that I did the imagery about last season, that last season, last week, <laughs> last season. We're last season on, season on India's imaginary boyfriend for Ruby. India is like taking this like we are on the view. Like we have our split screens. We are legends. We have had this show for 50 years. We are Hoda and Kathy Lee. But Basically. just on podcast. It feels like that because we talk about we've talked about Bravo for years. So yeah, exactly. We're on season 50 of our friendship. That's yeah. what it is. And like discussing this. But we are just on episode six of, of letting other people know about it. Fox Force okay. 50. No, never associating with the Fox Force. <laughs> um, I don't remember what they were talking about, but Uncle Lump said, whatever happens in the dark comes out in the light. And I said, is that from the Bible or an X-Men movie? Because I can't tell. <laughs> like, I think it's just like a, like a, I mean, it sounded like a pointed quote. Like, it sounds like something I've heard before. Yeah, I definitely have heard that a lot before. What happens in the dark? That's like a just like a you reap what you sow, like, or not a proverb. Yeah, it's like a a black people proverb. Like, what happens in the dark always comes to light. (laughs) Like, you can't hide it. Whatever you do will come back to haunt you. Or if you don't repent about it, it, it's very, it's just so ominous. Yeah, it's just so specific. I think they just keep saying, like, we're ready for Michael to fuck up again. Pretty much. We're waiting. Because he does not trust Michael, which justified because. mm -hmm. Also, they clarified Michael's age. He's 61, still ill. I know before I said he was 72, I gave him an an 11 year. Oh, we did um, go through that. I forgot. I think I said 61. Probably. You were probably right. But they definitely said the age. And I was like, okay. So probably now he's like 62. Yeah. Ill. Filming schedules. Ill. Ill. This is too much. And then we have Robin trying to find a warehouse for her hats. Um, And I could not with her explaining Juan's relationship to her. Instead of just saying, like, this is my partner. She had to be like, he's my ex-husband slash fiance. Strangers don't need to know that. Mm -mm. Even though we all know that, strangers don't need to know that. Because, like, I don't like it when somebody introduces, like, I meet someone and they have to tell me, like, a whole story about it. It's just like, who is this in this moment? Who are they to you? And all I could think about when she was like, I'm nervous about paying for this warehouse um, or, like, fulfilling all these orders. All I could think was just fair taxes. 
just pay your taxes. That, and I'm like, if you're grossing, she says she's grossing 60K a month. Like, A, that's amazing. But B, Robin, you can afford a $1,700 space fee just so you can scale your business higher. If you're doing 60K out of your mom's warehouse, just imagine what you could do out of an actual warehouse that has all of the mm-hmm. equipment and all of that. Like, you could double that, which I'm very proud of her. I actually do want to buy a hat because of the satin lining. I just um, haven't yet. Sorry. You should send us hats, though, <laughs> if you ever listen I to just- this have a lot of hats and I just never wear them. So, because if I'm going to take the time to straighten my hair, people need to see it. Yeah. Well, you know, like sometimes I need a hat. A lot of the times I need a hat, especially if I wear my hair curly and I don't feel like doing it or if yeah. it's straight and I just got back from the gym and it's snappy. Yeah. I just need a hat. And so I, I love the idea of satin lined hats because they protect not just black, like black girls hair or She's like about women of color. It's, like yeah all women needs silk i just bought two silk pillows today like mulberry silk pillows yeah i'm investing because normally i've just done (laughs) satin but i'm like let me just get let me just i mean i did it wasn't much of a splurge they were like 14 dollars a piece so i still found a discount but i was like let me get these mulberry pillows come on mulberry but anyway yes i would support her business and that her new house was going a 100k over budget But my whole thing is, if they're, I mean, I guess it depends on the way that they're financing. Like, if they're putting down, extra, if they're having to put down extra cash, then yeah, that's like something to consider. But if they're adding that to the mortgage, depending on what they're preferred, like what they're pre-approved for, then it's not going to, I mean, it's going to be a jump in their mortgage, but not a significant amount that's going to impact her business um, if they divide that equally over a 30-year term and i could be wrong but just from what i understand about lending i know nothing about that but all i could think (laughs) is like get it right the first time because you're gonna have to pay the money later anyway so all i could think was like maybe stay in your mom's office if you need to focus on paying for this shit to be right the first time and then you can do the switch but again yeah i can barely handle my own existence so Good job, Robin. Yeah, I think Robin's like, I think she's scared, but because of her past, but I'm like really proud of her this season. I think she's really stepping it up. And like, as much as she's saying like her life isn't together, I think that she just grows 60K a month. Like, you, well, like take I a nap in the middle of the day, I feel please. Like, I can relate because I feel like sometimes if you've been in a struggle for long enough in your life, when you do see things coming together, like she was saying, like you almost self-sabotage, like mm-hmm. you can't face it because the last time you're on that high you clearly came down because you went through a tough time right so i can understand like oh anybody who's looking on the outside would say success but i don't feel like it's success but it is you know like you are like alive you're surviving your kids are healthy like you got to take all the wins where you can yeah then juan went into coach carter mode and was like trying to gas her up and be like you've got this robin like he he's just such a straight man like he's mm-hmm. just like wants to just like what is that thing that men do like the chest jump thing the chest bump and he's like go team like he's like i got you like he's like i'm really not gonna say anything more than that that's all i've got but that is me support like that is him being supportive right. and i've never really bought into the like narrative that like other housewives on that cast try to say of like 
he doesn't love her. He's not interested in her, blah, blah. Like, I don't think any of that's true. I think he just doesn't care about the show. Yeah. So, like, whenever he, there's a camera on him, he's going to roll his eyes because he's like, this is done. Juan is... Juan is the same as my partner. If I were to ever be on a show, he'd be like, I support you, but I don't care. Mm-hmm. I will make an appearance every now and then, but I don't care, to be on it. It's very, like, I'm only here so I don't get fined energy. Yeah, or I'm only here because this scene is necessary and you get paid by the scene and so I'll be here or we were going to do this anyway and so whatever yeah. we can put this on the screen it's like there's free food I'll go right all right and then we have Candace rehearsing for her music video and I don't know why I thought she was a better dance like not in the moment but like when she was like I'm not a good dancer I was like I don't know why I like labeled you with a history of good dancing for some yeah because I thought she had a dancing history it's like a like with ballet and dance but clearly we made that up I mean I did ballet when I was a kid in gymnastics and I'm no uh Simone Biles so you know her no I said I am no Simone Biles oh <laughs> sorry I was reading a note when you said it yeah Ruby's looking that. at me I thought she froze again she's looking at me like <laughs> Blinking like every time anything's you know grows, that's literally just my face processing information. <laughs> I'm a perfectly still hummingbird <laughs> processing the knowledge while drinking the nectar. <laughs> like what? Right. I really, I really heard, but I mean, I know Simone Biles. <laughs> and I was like, why isn't Simone on the podcast? <laughs> why are you here? <laughs> Why hasn't she guest starred every week with us? AKA make it a trio. People love threes. <laughs> Anywho, now that we've moved on from that. <laughs> yeah, I very much thought she had that history. And like you said, like we can have that history, but also not be that talented in present day. But then Dot later showed the pictures of her with her candy ass makeup. So I don't know. I don't know what the truth is. Oprah's got to go figure it out and meet up with Candace and Montecito and interview her about it. Um, so they, they show up, were you silent or were you silenced? (laughs) It's still the best. Who is having that conversation? I mean, that interview was everything. I was going through a dark time when that interview came on with Megan and Harry, and it was like, recharged everything in my organs. Like, chakras realigned, (laughs) Reiki energy, complete. Whenever I hear Oprah's voice, it's like my whole spirit just comes out of my body. I have a very holy, like, out-of-body experience. That's how much I love Oprah. See, with all due, like, I was never the Oprah, like, an Oprah stan. Like, there's no ill will towards Oprah. I just, like, I don't think there's any talk show host I very much, like, had a concern about. Um, But it's just, like, that drama of that situation is just bonkers and she's the only i will say she's the only right person to address that stuff like her and the Lindsay lohan interview yeah ends me every time i watch the Lindsay lohan series that went abrupt because of her cocaine and then oprah like intervent intervening oh anyway my batteries because are oprah is oprah is like she asked asks she asks no that's not a word she asks with an s she asks the right questions asks. yeah <laughs> Sorry, that I don't think I'm saying that. Like, every time I say that, it doesn't sound right coming out of my mouth. But she will ask the right questions, but yeah. she doesn't get messy. Like, I feel like some talk show people like Wendy Williams 
are super messy. I mean, Wendy is a whole different category. Which I hope Wendy's host. doing okay. I know she's in the hospital for mental health. Um, we are aware that mental health is a thing, so and is an important. Stay thing. strong. So stay strong. Stay um, strong, dub dub. Yes, but yeah, she's not messy like other talk show people, which I admire. Well, she's very like spiritual. Ellen. Ellen oh. trying to call out Dakota Johnson for not inviting her to the birth. And she's like, you were invited and you declined. <clears throat> Dakota Johnson, my hero. Because thanks to her, we took down the Ellen pyramid scheme. The Ellen MLM. There was the no Ellen. MLM. It was just yes. her show. <laughs> Which I didn't know what LM, M, MLM. I didn't know what that meant until like a day ago. That's fine. But that's basically like Herbalife and... Those. It's everything that someone from high school posts about on Facebook that you don't speak to. Yeah. And like, hey, do you want to subscribe? And it's like, nope. Bloop. And also, I'm watching that show on that Nexium cult. Oh, it's you know so good. This? Yes, I watched it. So it, good. It's too much, though. Like, I, I've had to stop because I was getting nightmares. Um, that was, like, basically an MLM, too. Because, mm-hmm. like, you had to, like, recruit people in order to get paid or something. I don't know. But it was very, it was like Mary Kay, but with your bodies. It was very intense. It was so good. Like, I encourage you to, like, just skip through maybe, but, like, it was so good. And people, you just realize how. I every moment, but I just feel like I'm in it with them. And it grosses me out. It's very Scientology adding with a twist. Um, which, yeah, yeah I think Scientology is a cult, but um, they just haven't been outed. Yeah, it is a cult. Well, which, because this other program was like being touted as like changing science forever. And see, I don't fuck with people who try to claim that they have their own science. Which I place. hate that people say things that are so right, but they do things that are so fucked up. Like certain things about Scientology, certain things about Nexium are like, okay, like this is very spiritual based. Like this is like things that Oprah talks about, Deepak Chopra talks about, like our like our favorite spiritual like guiders or whatever. But well, they, they start with like those prompts of like yeah. like psych psychological self evaluation. Like they use all these methods that are proven to like actually trick and like spiritual people, methods basically. that are actually good. But they do it with with like with mischief, like with intent to like. Harm. to do well to, to do bad will and i think that that like really fucks people up because then it's like then they don't trust anything and i i i don't know anyway yeah like i feel lo- i feel bad for like people who are so lost that they don't see the signs of danger mm-hmm. in like you should never have to pay someone aside from a therapist for like um bettering yourself do you know what i mean like yeah there's a difference between tithes tithes and like offerings and giving your life <laughs> and sacrificing your I just was like what are people like I was just like is this what they're doing for a living I mean so many questions so oh many yeah questions. they were doing it for a living like there were people that the higher you up you went you could open your own Nexium um like basically boutique facility yeah yeah facility. But yeah it was just like when they were in it it was just like how are you paying for this like what are you doing for your work and then yeah it was just like how do, how does everyone just keep being employees here? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like it, it was just it didn't make any sense. Ugh. Okay, moving on. Back to the happy place. Candace's music video. Giselle complained about being in Never Neverland because she was there early, um, in the middle of nowhere, 
and then we had Dorothy come out and I didn't realize like we had so many nicknames for her because we had Dorothy, Mama Dorothy, Dot, Dottie. I was like, I didn't know she was such a character. Right. And everyone had so much um, rapport with her. Um, I thought it was very funny that Wendy and Mia were kind of like in the same outfit since they don't care for each other. But it was like one was Bloods and one was Crips because I think Wendy had like the red headband on, bandana on. Yeah, she was trying to be a biker. I don't know what that, I don't know, whatever. I mean, they they answered the call, Fast and Furious Chic. I just love that everyone interpreted it correctly because like I don't know what I would have worn if I had received that invitation. I would have just been dressed like an Olsen twin probably. Just like anything that they I would be like which movie did they ride in cars and I would be like all of them and then I would just pick whichever (laughs) outfit I liked the most (laughs) oh my god and then um I thought that Mia was nice like talking to Dorothy because Wendy was like you can't be asking all that like my mom would yeah one cultural but also just like like we said because it's different from how you would do it doesn't mean it's wrong right you know what I mean like she was asking in a flattering way, like, oh, how old are you? You know, blah, blah, blah. You know, because it's not like Mia's 12 asking a grandparent how old they are. She's another right, right. adult who's just curious, like, oh, do you have a big age gap with your daughter? This, that, and the other. And then Wendy had to just do the most, imitating her mom. I will not do that because disrespectful of me, but it was just a lot for me. Yeah. But I get it, because I was defending... I mean, again, in a place where we didn't have a podcast, I was defending Wendy last year because I was like, she has a different cultural experience than they do. Like, we know this all the time that like Black Americans versus Black Africans have different experiences and not everyone identifies as like African-American. You know, there's a lot of layers to this identity. And so, you know, she has a very specific experience that's different from everybody else in that cast, which makes it really good, but doesn't mean you can then turn it around and then shame somebody for their experience growing up as well. Let's see. Um, Giselle was wondering why Candace was late. And I was like, well, she's the one that's performing. And then, you know, you're filming all day long. And so you're not going to be the first one there. And my thing, so we had the little incident with the cars, um, And my thing was just, like, there was a misstep where, like, someone needed to provide one of Candace's, like, Chris needed to give Candace's, like, other staff, like, whatever phone numbers you needed to communicate with the cars. You can't just be like, oh, the cars are going to be there. You don't have to do anything because you always have to have a contingency plan ready. But she said on Watch Watch What Happens Live, she was like, it wasn't Chris's fault. It was everyone under him so it was like she had hired or they had hired people to be in charge like an assistant or will you will you have it you know i don't know what the correct word for the people yeah be. like i mean he set it up fine and they didn't follow up fine but i think that there was somewhere like where they couldn't contact mm-hmm. the people with the cars that's right. what it looked like because they couldn't figure out why the cars weren't there like they needed chris to do it and that was like hopefully they got their money me. back yeah but um, Karen in that Maserati, I'm like, okay, they better be using that. They yeah, they lucked Maserati. out with the cars. And there were all they the Range Rovers. The Everyone has a Range Rover. And then Dot tried to, like, just poke at whoever would answer her. Like, she was just talking smack about Chris to every single member of the cast. Being messy. Um, and usually Karen doing too much stresses me out. But I loved when she said, pass me by, oh, gentle savior. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
I was like, come on, hymns. Like, I love that sure? part. Yeah, she was singing that in Surrey County in the church. <laughs> um, and then, uh, yeah, too many nicknames. When Chris and- did arrive, Giselle asked, why didn't he have food? <laughs> because he's a chef. And I was over her. I was like, it's not his job to feed you at every moment of the day. Right. I was weak that Mia was getting all the answers from Dottie or whatever. Oh, my God. Giselle and Robin were like, but they were like, we want the answers, too. I'm glad Mia's asking. Yes, yes, yes. I know what you're talking about. When they were like, Mia, be careful, girl. And then they're like, but come tell us afterward. Giselle's like so happy that there's someone that's equally messy Mm -hmm. to like just drop the stuff because Ashley's getting too. Oh, well, Ashley wasn't there too because casting was closed for Candace. Right. So, and not Wendy snitching to Candace. Yeah. And Candace calling, saying Mia Mia has bubble lips and big feet. I. Oh my God. I just. (laughs) I had no time for them. And then, um, Little Candace was giving me Bella Swan spider monkey energy when she climbed up on Mr. Chris at the end of that episode. It was so weird. I, it gave me like too much insight into their dynamic. I was like, oh, so you're really like his baby. I'm done with this. And she's so tiny. Yeah. I definitely jump is. sometimes. I'm like, ee. yeah, but the I'm way that she was just hanging down from him, I was like, yeah. I'm good. We don't need this. Yeah. It was a lot for everyone to be a witness to. Like, that's something I do in private, but I don't tell anyone. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, it's like, it was just the PDA of it all is what gave me more cringe than anything. Yeah. And then we got the previews for next week. Karen took Ray's phone and said, who is this bitch? Or something like that. Um, Which I'm sure is just like a fake out. And then... Mia brought up like her mom like how her mom rejected nannying for them and I was like did you have to call it that because that sounded terrible yeah to say like you were going to hire your mother for a job and then um, Hotel Giselle they're going to have a party and she won't allow Wendy or who Wendy and Karen to pee in her house to use a bathroom oh is that what that was I think that's what she said I heard the thing like that's Wendy and Karen and I was like I don't know what she's talking about Because my TV has been a mess lately and it will just like, and it'll just like stop like the sound for, you know, 30 seconds at a time. So sometimes I miss big chunks of this show because I'm like, I refuse to wait until my TV acts correct to rewatch this. Oh yeah. But I just heard her say Wendy and Karen. And I was like, here we go. Please don't tell me she has porta potties outside because I would leave expeditiously. Absolutely. I would just be in her bushes. I'd be like, if I can't come inside, everyone will see my bare ass. Yeah, maybe I'd pull a Sonia Morgan just to be disrespectful. Yeah, just do it in the driveway. Make your mark. Okay. And then we did see um, Watch What Happens Live, but we'll save that for the end. So Salt Lake City. Um, by the way, I have a new Salt Lake City convert. One of my coworkers, she actually used to live in Utah for several years. And I've been trying to get her on this train for a while. So on Sunday, I had to watch the first three episodes. And she is hook, line, and sinkered into the series. And she did say that she did recognize Coach Shaw by name. And that the gay family that Heather used to be married to is like a very famous Mormon family. Oh, wow. When you said the gay family, I was like, which gay family? <laughs> You know, that's her last name. (laughs) (laughs) This is a representative podcast. No, sorry. The Heather Gay family. 
but like the her husband her ex-husband's family is like very prominent um also like i had never re-watched season one so there was like all these details that i missed out on where she said that he was like his family's worth millions and millions of dollars mm-hmm. i was like no wonder you have beauty lab they're like are the uh descendants of the mormon first mormons i think that moved to yeah. utah yeah and so we have the opening they're doing like a lot of montages of them being mothers and i gave it a two out of ten on the mothering scale I'm oh, like, well, no. me. i was like well no fucking wonder um robert jr isn't talking to mary she doesn't even know if he ate that day like what kind of mom is that right but lisa my mom knows me. everything i am lisa what did she do i can't remember i mean as an i feel like as a parent or i would be lisa as a parent when her son is like doing his hair and he like wipes his hands on the expensive towel she's like okay hair products on the nice towels great <laughs> but she just like says it really nicely like okay like cool and then she, her other son she's like Oh, your your room is so messy. We've got to work on that. <laughs> yeah, like literally, they've never. She's never seen the inside of their rooms until that day. I mean, I she wouldn't see the inside of. My she didn't even know that she room. gave them nice towels. She was like, "God damn it, they're supposed to have the Target room sixty two towels in here." Right. Like, oh, why did they have the nice towels? Like, who did laundry? <laughs> but that would be me. And why from Home Goods? That would be me. Like, okay, these aren't these are the adult towels. Like, no, I wouldn't have been that towels. nice. I would have pushed them into the tub and be like, "Listen, motherfucker, don't ever touch that again." <laughs> you would have pushed them into the you towel like a dog. You know how people take their dog and they like when they do something bad, like they chew a shoe, <laughs> they put their nose, their, the dog's yeah. nose on the shame. No. <laughs> yeah, I would just push them. I'd be like, "See that? See that fall? That's how I felt when you washed your hands on." The are top. you a bully? Oh, for my, my children, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure I will be. You're supposed to give a Garcelle. Fuck as, you. If they act dumb as rocks, I shall bully them. I guess they don't know what nice towels are. They're like, okay, whatever. This says. No, they're just like, mom put these here. What was I supposed to use? Right. Also, tween teen boys. Well, you can't trust them touching anything. Disgusting. And the, probably the smell of that room was disgusting. But Oh, my God. I cannot imagine. But I want um, Robert Jr.'s fridge in his room. I mean, my room is tiny as hell, so there's nowhere to put it. That's an expensive fridge. But I, I aspire to have room. a room big enough for me to have, like, a little mini fridge. Right. Under and my, like, like nightstand or something. Me alone. Just have, like, you know, little mini bottles of, like, champs and ginger ale. Not together, apart. He has a fridge because you know. he's like, I'd never want to go in the house. Yeah. His he's parents like, are green. wild. Yeah. I would never want to be there. I'd be like, send me to Timbuktu. Send me away. He's probably like, I'd rather finish school in Moscow than be here. Oh, we have Jen Shaw going through her closet with her nephew, which is Shaw, which is um, Sharif's nephew, Dwayne. And I like that she kind of talked about her religion and talked about um, the experience of Ramadan and what that means in her faith and their faith shared together um, and the importance of that because like, we have friends who practice Ramadan, but I don't think we've ever like talked to them in detail about that as well. So it was like, um, kind of nice. Yeah, or at I least practice. I haven't. I uh, did Ramadan, half of Ramadan last year and I struggled. I lost so much weight to the point where my friends were like, huh, you lost some weight, didn't you? And I'm like, okay, I've got to eat. It's very hard, um, very disciplined. Like you have to be very disciplined because yeah. you can't eat from sunup to sundown. So you have to really like regulate like what you eat, like it's like and making sure you get enough protein and like carbs and like enough to sustain you, which I already struggle with eating, so not in a anorexic way, but I just struggle with 
eating yeah like staying on schedule and getting the right nutrients it's really hard i'm gonna but i think it's like about the intention behind it is like the intention of like cleansing your soul Mm -hmm. like making amends with people all this stuff i mean it's like very akin to similar practices you know in the christian and jewish faiths too so it was just really nice to hear about that what other ones went and i think that for jewish people like for their new year they have like rosh rosh yeah that was like this past and it's something where like they do a fast but they just do it for like not just but they do it for like two or three days before their new year and i think it's like the same thing like atoning and cleansing like all of the religions have these same Mm -hmm. threads of similarities together so i just thought that was really special for her to mention it because it's such an underrepresented religion in like pop culture in general right without getting like caricatured um then we have Seth show up for like an hour in Utah. And when Meredith said that she's glad she didn't move to Ohio because he went to Mississippi next, I said, oh, hell no. I would have stayed in Utah too. Like if Seth is doing all these little venture capital nonsense in the middle of nowhere, America, why would I move for him? Yeah, no, I'm not. So I get that completely. And can I say that Seth is like kind of low-key handsome? So I'm really divided on Seth. Sometimes I'm like, oh, you're, like, kind of cute for an old geek. And then other times, I'm like, oh, but you're so creepy. Like, the way that he's so horny and, like, has to display it on camera, like, weirds me out. Like, he said something about having an emotional orgasm. And then I remember, like, in his first line ever on the show, like, he was talking about being overworked and under sex. And I'm like, that's just not how you should talk on camera. Yeah. Save that for one-on-ones. Save that off camera. Don't yeah. talk like that on camera. Also, but speaking I, of I, on I do camera, confusing attraction. Speaking of on camera, Brooks is just too much. Brooks, too much. Brooks. We've had enough. I'm not a fan. I'm not. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. Um, we are not so enunciating on this podcast today. <laughs> I just think he's not that likable. Um, yeah, I think he does annoying. have an. He's like, I, we don't need this kid on here. I think like, he nobody could have an important story about sexuality and comfortability with opening up about your sexuality and maybe not even knowing how to define yourself. I think it's important to say or have a voice for, but I was sick of Brooks last year when he talked about Jen's vagina, because I agree with her. Like, it's like you said something on camera that basically insinuated that I had, I had a bad looking vagina and that's not okay. It's offensive. (laughs) I think they're both just me- like they're just be- both messy and bored. Like yeah. I just don't even care about the fight. I don't care that he's a child because he's 22 years old, so he's grown. Number right. one. Um, secondly, like they're not talking about, and I'm again not trying to like stereotype any genders or anything, but like again in the first episode, Meredith is saying I'm glad Brooks is home so he can do my makeup for me. But then in this this season, she's like, but we don't talk about things like with his sexuality and his personality and whatever is going on. It's just like, okay, whatever. I feel like, again, just like cherry picking the moments where it's like relevant to have like a possibly queer son. And then when like it's mentioned of him being queer again in a very like negative and violent light, then all of a sudden it's like, we don't discuss this. There's no label. No one knows what he is. It's like, all right, calm down, calm down. I just like, don't get the fight. I think they're just doing the classic, like, 
we're going to have a, so we're going to have a fight about social media because that's just like very real housewives, like have Mm -hmm. a reason to have a storyline without ever doing anything. It's just like fighting to fight. So yeah, they can go be stupid. Um, Mary Cosby. I know that everybody's like gushing about Kathy Hilton, but I think Mary Cosby is my favorite lunatic on Bravo because she's so honest sometimes that she's too honest and it's all very real. She introduces her contractor and literally says, he's my cousin and he's the worst contractor you'll ever meet in your life. I know. I was like, oh, no. I was screaming. And she's like, but that's family. And I was like, I felt so understood because I feel like I say really terrible things about my extended family. And I'm like, but I love them. Like, they're my family, but they are the worst person I've ever met in my life. And they are not reliable for this and they're not for that. And I loved how she said, he says, you can have whatever you want. But then it's six years from now. Like, she just did not mince words. She did not pull a punch. She did not care. No, not at all. She She did not care about promoting him well on TV. So he gets good reviews. And yeah, I mean, no, he's always late. But he does a good job when he does it. But it might take him six years. I'm like, but that's a lot of contractors, honestly. Well, one, that's called being a contractor, period. They always find a way to make it longer than it needs to be. And it has multiple jobs. Yeah. And they have normally have multiple jobs and they have they don't have enough like manpower for mm-hmm. all of the things that they agreed to do. And who knows how much Mary is paying him or if she's paying him at all. So I know she was also probably like, treating him with that family discount. Right. And she, knowing Mary, she's probably all over the place. And he's like, all right, well, I'll just wait till she has a clear understanding of what she wants. And then I'll, you know, <laughs> I'll come back to it. Whereas Mary in her oh, mind, yeah. she's like, well, I told you what I wanted. And he's like, no, you didn't. <laughs> so She's like, I thought I communicated this. And he's like, yeah, in your head alone, in your closet. Yeah. Yeah, I loved how she was like, I mean, I was trapped in the pan. I was trapped in my house in the pandemic, just looking at it all the time. Also, my friends that I'm in a group chat with were like, I hate all of Mary's house. Like that shows you that money like doesn't guarantee taste. But then I was looking at those Willy Wonka chairs. (laughs) I was looking at those Willy Wonka chairs and I was like, I'm not mad at them for her, not for me. But I was like, I think this just like works with her brand and who those she Alice is. in Wonderland esque dining room chairs. I was like, they were wild, but I loved them for her. <laughs> Are you were you on acid when you designed this house? The green, all of the green, like she's like the dogs would just piss on this floor because they think it's grass. <laughs> <laughs> like everything had a lot, everything had a story. I loved it when she said that she must have bought the lamps when she had menstrual cramps. Yes, her to a dark place, and then she told. Her telling her cousin, again, things we're talking about our families, her telling her cousin that she told her son that if he smells fish, he needs to run in reference to young women's vagines. I had had it. <laughs> I had to pause the television. I was like, no, she Spray didn't. an entire rosary no, she didn't. and then come back to the episode. I was like, no, she didn't. I would be mortified. My mom works like that sometimes, and I get, I get not well. So I talk like that sometimes to my mom. My mom, go, my mom goes, Eek, okay. Honestly, well, your mom's we're, like we're, me. Your mom's a Libra. We're, we're having we can't handle it. We can't handle hearing that nasty shit. Oh, my mom has such a Libra moment. Ugh, I have to tell you. Okay, sorry. Segway. So my mom ordered new appliances for her house, right? And. Um, like she was supposed to have them delivered Sunday and the delivery guy called her and was like, or the order guy. And he was like, Hey, we can't deliver today because there was a death in the delivery guy's family. And so he's not able to deliver. And my mom goes like, okay, so someone else can't deliver. 
and they're like, no, we don't have anyone avail- else available today. And so she canceled the entire order. Like she just, oh. like, had a, I said, so mom, what are you doing? Like you already gave your fridge away and you already gave the stove away. No. So what are you doing? It's like, well, your sister's going to bring me back the fridge and I can, I'm just going to, you you know, I'm just going to improvise. I'm just going to use a hot plate. Like that's what I've used today Stop. and it's going to be okay. And I'm like, mom, so instead of just maybe like sucking it up, and like I know it's unprofessional they didn't even like try yes. to offer you much but like Wait, instead of just like dealing that. you just cancel the entire order she's like yeah you know maybe I'm just not gonna buy from them and I'm like okay no, we well, don't we don't like a change up yes yeah, so I'm like, like I'm like you're up. such a Libra I'm like I'm you know just trying to mitigate and she's like no I'm just I'll just figure it out I'm like so mom when do you plan on getting appliances she's like I don't know maybe like sometime like the probably probably not till next month I'm like so you're gonna be without a fridge your your food is in the washer right now like <laughs> what are you planning on doing so after we get off the phone like maybe like a two hour I don't know FaceTime you know how moms go she texts oh, me yes. later she's like so I re she's like so I listened to your advice and I reordered everything oh mom thank you for always being a like a support and a listen like listening oh. to me and I'm like I knew you were just having a temper tantrum like I'm glad you came Stop. to your senses I mean you're also talking to someone who literally didn't do dry cleaning for a year and a half because of like having to figure out where to where there would be a dry cleaners and not being sure how much it would cost which dry cleaners we can love be a to lot. avoid we love to avoid learning things that are unknown but i do have a dry cleaners here and they're really reliable they tailor my clothes and everything and it's not that expensive so i go to them every time i think they know me my name i'm gonna have to ask you offline about how much i should expect to pay for dry cleaners because i feel like i was robbed but also maybe i just don't know things and things cost money like, I was thought it was just, like, $2 a piece. But, anywho. Oh, yeah. That's Moving. not... That's pretty good. No, that's not what it was. Oh. That's I was what like, I that's thought really it should good. be. Oh, not $2 a piece. I think it depends on how many items that you have and what... And I know it's, like, what kind. Like, a shirt versus, like... Yeah. I had, like, three dresses and, like, a winter coat. Okay, I yeah. The like winter coat win- probably cost the most. That was probably the, the most out of the... The shirts probably weren't that much. But the coat probably yeah. is what cost the most. That's what I'm hoping. I was like, I'm never coming back to a dry cleaner. Yeah, if you, I don't, um, I mean, but I'm, like, I'm just going to spritz Febreze and hang them like in my apartment. Yeah, or steam it. Like you could use a steamer to like get some of the, like to clean it a little bit. Like, you know, just a yeah. quick clean. But I mean, a winter coat, you only have to do once a year. So yeah, not too bad. Okay. Let's see. We have... Lisa introducing Jen and Jenny and just being like, you two remind me of each other, which I was like. Because they're Asian? Yeah. And then her explanations, and, I was like, okay. Yeah. Right. I, it was like not that deep. And then um, I was, we had like a scene of Heather and Whitney shopping that I was like, don't care. They're boring. Whitney, Heather, bad weather. I've become a Lisa Barlow standby accident. Because that reunion just, like, got me really into Lisa. Oh, I love Lisa Barlow. When she said, let's make matching pants to wear to lunch. That was so chaotic, like, Those are the type of people, though, I stay away from. When they're like, let's make what matching pants and wear them to lunch. And Jenna's like, bitch, we don't even make lunch for our kids. Like, how are we going to make Yeah, pants? and I'm like, so you just made a, like, you could have just said, like, oh, I'm coming over with Jenny. Like, you had to make a scene by, like, your scene choice was making pants. When you guys have never sewn a day in your life. 
That also Making plants is hard. As like a scene to try and enact as like a quote activity. Making pants is not easy. Okay. I made a pair of boxers once in middle school and. Why? I was in um, home ec. Yikes. Not for me. Um, And I liked Jenny's solo scene with her family, like where we got to meet all the little kids. I'm obsessed with her daughter doing her little stand up routine. She's like, Ali Wong, watch out. I'm next. I do have a note about what they were eating. They were eating this lobster ravioli that's from Trader Joe's, and I do not like it. It has no flavor. Oh, it's very bland. Um, you really but they have had to the, like. They had a fire it. spice rack cabinet. Like they had that disorganized kind of spice cabinet, which yeah. is how you know that they cook good because they don't have like just seven little spices. Yeah. and they all ate it. So I'm hoping that she really seasoned it up. Oh, like, she salt did. And the and the boil and the water. Well, she put truffle something on it. Yeah, so truffle butter or something, oil. Like truffle, I think maybe just truffles. I don't know. I'm not a truffle fan. But but that spice cabinet was fire, so I think that she probably cooks well and can make shit like that taste fine. I have faith. Oh, yeah. And I like that she has already cited, like, all these jobs. She had, like, clearly she's, like, a true hustler, like, not the way Lisa Rinna says it, like, Cause she was like a makeup artist. She was a wedding singer. She had, she opened all these clinics. Like, so she's run businesses like, and then she chose to later do the mom thing. So I kind of like that. She had those different chapters. And yeah. Life. She's like, she was like, I thought like, what am I doing all this for when I really just want to be with my kids? Yeah. But I like that she had both, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, and that it wasn't just solely working off the man's money too. Right. Or the man pressuring her into like not working. It was like, oh no, he didn't. Well want he surely to work. did try. Yeah, he should try. She waited until it was her decision. Right. And he was supportive with her, like to allow yeah. it to be her decision. And then on the opposite side, there was like that scene with Whitney and her husband, and it was just so staged and awkward. Like it wasn't really a discussion. Like I didn't even write notes about it because I was just uncomfortable the whole time. Whitney and Heather's just like, kids work is hard, so and alike. I want to bang you. Whitney, yeah, that was awkward. But I thought that Whitney's daughter—I mean, Heather's daughter—was at Whitney's house because they're both redheads and they look just alike. They're like twins. Genetics. I'm like genetics are so interesting. And you know those Mormon people? There's like not that many lines. So yeah. Ooh. Okay. Ew. I mean, just just yeah. a thought. Yeah, I mean, probably. Because they're yeah. not first cousins; they're cousins. So it's like, like second or third. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. But yeah, but yeah that I didn't enjoy with... that scene. It was giving me a lot. And their dynamic was giving me a lot of like Karen and Ray energy where like the husband was used to her just being the wife. Mm-hmm. And now she's like, I want to make my own money and I want to have a business. And he's like, well, that wasn't what we agreed to. So this is awkward. Right. That's always the first crack. Here we are. I also wrote Whitney's children will be in a convent because she was doing all that weird shit with her positions in the confessional, like trying to be funny. But what's happens is like, if that's really how you act, like it's not comedy. Cause we're just picturing, like we're just seeing how you actually fuck. Yeah. So that was, I hope my mom doesn't listen to this. That was an aggressive use of that word. Sorry, mom. <laughs> She won't. She doesn't know what a podcast is. <laughs> I think the insult was probably worse than. <laughs> if I had to guess that your mom was be like, wow, you didn't think I knew what a podcast was? I'll ask her and then I'll get back to you. <laughs> but I don't want to because I don't want her to find it. 
Anywho, even though I post about it. <laughs> Anywho. Um, then we had the final scene, which was like the Heather Jen makeup. This episode really wasn't great. So I just like was kind it was of very filler, out, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the ice castles that they arrived at were giving me like if the Power Rangers had done a winter movie, mm-hmm. like and Jen is Rita Repulsa, like that would be her winter igloo home. It was so great. I mean, it's so beautiful. What I want to I was like, so cold watching it though. Yeah. I hate the cold. Yeah, so. me too. Stu falling on the ice, hilarious. And then Heather falling on the ice and the producers echoing her <laughs> screech. <laughs> when I say I cackle. <laughs> yeah. Because the way they echoed it, I was like <laughs> Oh my god, you know the other sound effect they did I didn't mention earlier when Whitney was doing the interview about Heather and Jen's friendship and she said it was like getting burned by a curling iron. Every time she said curling iron, they would go Yeah. (laughs) Confessional. I was like, y'all are stupid. (laughs) But Um, I love people falling. It's like one of my favorite pastimes. Not hurting themselves, but just falling. Well, I like on... um, on Instagram, I like two judgy girls when they do their fall down Fridays. Yeah. And they just post the montages of like the best Bravo falls. And I it never gets old. Like oh. when somebody truly falls and eats it, the only time it's not funny is David from Below Deck. But that's yeah. just because that one looked painful. Horrifying. Um, so anyway, just to wrap this up, because I didn't really care that much, you know, Jen and Heather both blame each other for the things they did. Neither took accountability, so they were just being housewives. I didn't really care. The churros on the fire. I'm like, did Jen just really just throw <laughs> the churros in the fire? Like, no, all but, right. Um, so I found out via, there's an account called the Bravo Astrologers. And they do like the full chart as much as they know for a housewife. And both Jen Shaw and I share a Libra sun Capricorn moon. And I can't help but like relate sometimes like the way that like, Aside from when she has her blow-ups, the way she chooses to react to chaos so serenely, like the churro was burnt and she shouldn't have done it. And now there's like, I think that was a bad idea. And Jen just stares at her and is like, okay. Like, <laughs> she was like, like, I don't really know what to nothing. do about it. I just relate so deeply. And then I screamed when she was like, Heather is the only other person who can sing all those same rap songs I can, which is big in Utah. I was like... <laughs> more digs at utah gotta love it all right do you want to do a quick below deck med moment yeah and then we can cover we watch can what's happening yeah okay so below deck med i like i got lost because they have like the they, they have those episodes ahead a week of time on peacock if you have the premium stuff yeah. so i couldn't remember if i had watched it the whole way and then i realized i'd only watched like 10 minutes of it but it was like the cliffhanger of Matt and Lexi fighting on their um, crew day off and stuff like that. And so she comes back. Um, and I love that when she, well, first she's like, I would slap you if this wasn't on camera. She walks away, nothing happens. And then she comes back. And when she comes back, they did the split screen, which I've only ever seen in reference to like this live breakup that happened on the bachelor finale once. And um, on The View and Rosie O'Donnell fought Elizabeth Hasselbeck so that you could see both faces at once. I was like, what are they going to do? It was such a letdown, though, because it was really like five seconds of like showing her walking back and him staring at her. So blow deck, do better with editing. 
the restaurant staff listening in the background was hilarious. They were horrified. And then I love Delaney said, well, nice to meet all of you (laughs) (laughs) to the crew. And Malia was like, thank you, everybody, for a beautiful evening. I actually like Malia this season. Like, I didn't think I would because Um, I I did not like her last season. I like her more than last, but I don't love her. Yeah, I don't love her, but I I like her a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. Katie saying stress um, makes me want to vomit says no Capricorn ever. We handle Capricorn. She's just annoying. With- she is so annoying. I had that quote too because I just wrote clown emoji next to the quote because I was just like, that's enough. Be a grown up. Like, learn how to deal with shit. I don't know. actually being the rational one and it's just like, well, no, Matt said some horrible things, but like, you just go b- way below the belt and like to the point where. Like, it's not good. And she's just like, you know, you had that drunk moment at the beginning and you just haven't come back from that, honestly. Yeah, I just hate how Matt just gets away with stuff. Um, And then in the other van, Lloyd and Katie were like playing handsies or something. You know, I'm always peeping Mm -hmm. for the hookups. Those are my favorite part of reality shows. I was like, why aren't we getting more of this content? What's going on here? I know you guys got to be horny on that boat. Yeah, I'm sure they're, quote, just for. Yeah, right. But that's not what I want. And then I love that no matter what night it is or what has happened or not happened, anytime they're out for the night, whenever they come home, they have to show a clip of Captain Sandy's door from the outside with Makes nothing sense. happening. They just stay like that. And then we have, um, what's her name? Delaney leaves. Clearly nobody cares. They're like, Broop. toodles poodle. Um, and then I love that, uh, Sandy called in, I guess Katie talked to Sandy. Is that how it went? And so then, and so then Sandy called in Matthew and Lexi and like Lexi handled it very well. Like she was very honest the whole time. Mm -hmm. Anytime she was asked, like, did you say this? Did you do that? Like she didn't make up a ton of excuses, but I loved that. Like Matthew was just kind of sitting there gliding by. And then she's like, well, he gave you an ultimatum and said, he said that he was going to give you an ultimatum that it's him or me. He was not ready for that. He was like, mm, yeah, I did say it. As I love. Cap- oh, Go sorry. Ahead. I love that Captain Sandy is not for the bandwagon. She's like, okay, so when Katie was talking about all the stuff Lexi said, she's like, okay, so did you hear what Matt said too? Like, mm-hmm. let me get both sides. Because clearly you guys are all against Lexi from her first drunk moment. And you never really gave her a solid chance after that. When she never really after that gave you guys a reason to not like her. Minus. Yeah. Like, you know, like that you guys knew of, at least like her work ethic. OK, but like she said, she was honest. She said, I'm not very motivated if I'm down in the laundry room. Like I this isn't a place where I shine like I shine yeah, on service. And, yeah. And she wasn't getting along with anybody. Um, I love also when Sandy gets riled up and she was like, you can pack your shit and go if you're going to give me an ultimatum. Right. Because Matthew is like that kind of person who talks a lot of shit. But when it comes time to like make doesn't it back it forward, up. He's he tail between the legs. Again, as I tell you every week, India, if you watched original Below Deck, Captain Lee loves to say she cashed a check her mouth couldn't pay. Something like that. That sounds right. I'm gonna invest in watching it, I promise. But he always has like the best metaphors. Um, and I love that Sandy like asked a lot of other relevant parties too about it instead of just the two of them. She's like, Courtney, did you call somebody the C word? And she's like, I did. And then it slipped. I don't know. Yikes. 
I'm just like people say all the time. Yeah, and I mean, and I she mean, did apologize, and she did say that she apologized, but it's like you know, she also was honest too, which right. was good. And but I like that like things were addressed, and that Lexi spoke up and said like, "Hey, there were a lot of other people doing stuff to me, but none of them are in this seat right now. Right? They just don't like me. So yeah, this like, is why and Sandy did what made sense. You know, she said, "Okay, if you're the person that everyone has a problem with, like versus getting rid of a bunch of other people to make one person comfortable, like I have to go with." if everyone's going to be fine with just you gone. Yeah. And that sucks. But like, that's part of what they do for a living. Yeah. And I'm glad that Lexi was like, you know, I do regret what I said. I shouldn't have stooped that low, but she's such a Capricorn. Like we just, people think they Aries are hotheads, which they are like Aries are like the initiate initial initiator yeah. hotheads. Like they just get hot and then they calm down and was like, I'm sorry. Whereas Capricorns, we just like, we just stack a list of notes in our mental notes, like, and then we get to a point where we're, we're fed up and we've built up so much, like, oh, yeah. insults and let it all out. we let it out and it's like, shh, like, uh, we, it's really bad. I, I, I feel like I have that sense too. Yeah. Um, and I loved the way that she left <laughs> where like she spoke to nobody. She had no interest in saying goodbye to but anybody. But Malia, which Malia was the only one that was but really But that's because like, Malia really tried. Like, Lexi was yeah. ready to just take her suitcases out on her own. And Malia, like, insisted on it. And I think Maria Malia was really kind her- about stuff. Like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like Malia wants to be liked and also, like, wants to do, like, what's the professional thing, which I would also in that, in, like, a leadership role. Um. And she did technically have, like, the easiest start with her. Because they had, like, the roommate situation and stuff. But I feel like she does things more for appearances than, like, because she actually means it in a nice way. Yeah, and Katie is not a boss. Like, the fact that Katie walked in and was like, hey, like, she didn't really, like, try to speak to her. She was just like... She wasn't even going to say goodbye until Sandy was like, are you going to say goodbye to her? No, but I I loved Lexi leaving. And then um, Delaney's copy and paste message to everybody. <laughs> Hilarious. Also, like somebody who routinely uses the word epic as a descriptor. What are you doing? Because she said some like because when she left, she asked one of them to take the suitcase and she said, that'd be epic. And then she's like, it was epic to meet you. Read a book. Aren't you a debutante? Read something because that's like that means nothing to me. <laughs> And he was so, David was so, like, excited. Like, oh, Delaney texted me. Then you just hear the producers, those shady producers, like, whoop, got a message. Whoop, got a message. And everyone's like, oh, the sheep copied I'm about to tweet them again and be like, what's your sign again? Because we need to know. Because he's very uh, lovelorn. Like, he very much just wants a love in his life. Yeah. But it was hilarious when it went, bloop, bloop, bloop. She was being nice, though, but, I mean, come on. Like, let's do a little edit. Just be like, it was nice to meet you. And, like, I would add, like, nice to meet you, Anne. And then, like, maybe a quick sentence about, like, something you shared with that person. Right. And loved talking to you about Croatia or, you know, something personal to that person. It's not that hard, Delaney. They didn't teach her that in debutante school either, yes. Yeah. I don't think Tyler Rope is that hard either, but they didn't teach her that either, so. I don't think you watched early, early Housewives, but there was this woman, Peggy, not Armenian Peggy, but there was like a white blonde Peggy in one of the early seasons who was like frenemies with Alexis. Do you remember her? On what's on what? I think it was season six on OC. Peggy. I think I remember, but I'd have to go back and watch because there were some blurs of OC that I was like, okay, I can't deal with these. 
Because I feel anymore? like Delaney looks like a redheaded version of her. I'll send you a side by side. And then um, they, Katie decides to do the last two charters without another stew. Which is annoying. Which, yikes. Um, and Malia, I feel like real Malia came out for a minute because she was like, um, well, don't expect us to change everything for you guys either. Which I get because it's like. Well, so- yeah, I also support it, but I also like how it was like her truth because that's who she, you know, I mean, she's like, I'm polite, but I'm not also going to like sacrifice anything for you guys either. yeah and i feel that because it's like okay so you're i feel purposely... that professionally yeah i definitely like feel that professionally purposely. but since it's malia i'm like of course like yeah you're like supportive supportive until it's an answer you don't want to hear because she was there supportive of getting rid of lexi but she's not supportive of or of katie wanting to keep two students do you know what i'm saying like yeah because it's like i mean he's supportive of what's convenient for logic her, wise it's like okay but there's delaney who just left two hours ago and laundry is not that hard. Like, I'm sure there are charts of how to wash things. And I'm sure Lexi taught her enough because she was doing all the work down there that she could be <laughs> competent enough to do it. Yeah. And it's like you're purposely going to stress yourself out more by not having her and just you guys and then have to rely on the deckhands to do things. I'll be yeah. like Malia, too. Like, no, I'm not going to stress my, out, my ass out trying to help you because you're not helping yourself. And the yeah. fact that Captain Sandy is like, I just have to allow Katie to go on this journey. <laughs> like, Weak. And then I also love how Katie was like, I trusted my gut and made a decision. I'm like, congratulations. Your gut was wrong. Three quarters of the way through the season. And the decision was basically made for you because she said horribly offensive stuff. So I don't think you really made the decision yourself. You did it because you had to, not because you independently thought of it. I'm like concerned too because like Courtney is a third stew and she's like competent. Like she follows instructions and she's nice, but I don't know that like she can make that many independent decisions on her own. Right. And if you get rid of two second stews, because like even if Delaney didn't really do interior, she has a lot of like independent decision making experience where it's like, okay, you know, you just like go with your gut and just like make a choice when someone's not there. And I can't see Courtney making a choice without there being someone to like confirm it for her. Right. So I think that's what's going to mess them up also, in the future. not to go backwards too far, but when Lexi was, like, telling off <laughs> Courtney, she's like, and you can't twerk. I'm like. Oh, my God. She was like. I thought I've, I've had wait- all season. That's what I was going to say. I've been waiting to tell you that you can't dance for shit. And now that I'm not going to be here anymore, let me tell you, motherfucker. You can't dance. Again, Courtney does give me energy of, like, someone who cherries picks, like, the fun stuff about, like, getting mm-hmm. along with people of color, but not really understanding. Because she won't date Z, but she'll be his friend. And I'm like, I wonder why. Oh. Okay, not saying that you're a racist. And I hope. And I hope. No, we're not saying that. We're not saying that. But. But just, again, like, in enjoying and appropriating when possible for you, when it benefits yeah. you, but not actually standing with the sitch. Anywho, um, and then I got really stressed at the end of this episode um, when Malia put him in the harness. I already knew what was going to happen with David. And Sandra is mad. Sandy is not happy. And what was really interesting is like in the clip at the end, and I feel like it's going to be like at the beginning of next week, is like Malia was like, I'm not a first officer or chief officer. Like, I don't write reports. And to me, it's like, okay, well, you know, he got hurt 
and you know what your chain of command is like, and that's in any workplace, like, you know, who right. your supervisor is. So like Captain Sandy said, go to her and tell her, and then she'll tell you what to do, but don't just like keep it quiet. I thought it was like really weird that like, there was a part at the beginning of the episode where Malia um, told the deck crew, like the morning after, after like all of the offensive stuff, she was like, don't feel like you can't like voice a complaint or tell me how you really feel or stuff after she like made fun of David for calling the doctor the day before she's like a doctor for a bruise. Right. I was like, okay, you can't just like select it. And that's a really bad bruise a and B there could be something like else underlying yeah. under it. So cause like you can have the way he smacked. I just, they replayed it again. And oh, said, my oh my God. God. When they showed it in this episode. This. Yeah. It was, it just was like a reminder of how bad it was. I'm just glad he didn't break anything because he could have yeah. broke his arm. Like it He was could just... have internal bleeding. He could have nerve damage that she doesn't realize. And then you're continuing to put pressure on it. You could have like um, a blood clot that you don't know about that's forming in there. You know what I mean? Like just so many things. Yeah. And she's like a doctor for a bruise. But you guys can tell me anything. I'm like, all right. Let's put a spell on the boat. Shit. So the rest of the season is going to be shit. What? Lexi put a spell on the boat, so the rest of the season is going to <laughs> She hexed it. She's it's like, like you, you will rue the day that you fired me. Book. Oh, my God. I love her. I do not like the way she speaks because she says really hard, horrific things, but her read on the professionalism part is never is actually not wrong. Yeah. She is not a professional, but her read on the boat is not wrong either. Yeah. I'm so mad that there's only two charters left because I'm like, I don't think they're going to fire Matt. I wish they would. He's so annoying. He needs so much validation. And on Watch What Happens Live, he, like, tried to, like, yeah, he, like, tried to be nicer on Watch What Happens Live. And I'm like, I just, I disgusted. I I didn't watch the one with him and her, but I do want to, like, dislike watch it, you know? Yeah. Because I find them both just so frustrating. Absolutely frustrating. Still. A waste of my time. Just, just embarrassing. Yeah. I hope none of them come back except for Malia. I think she'll be back. I feel Abby. like the deck crew. Like, yeah, I could deal with like Z and David. Like, I think all, oh, and Lloyd. I think they could all come back. But in, internal crew, get rid of them all. Oh, yeah. Katie uh, is not, is no Hannah. All four of them were not it. Katie is no Hannah. Sorry. Oh my God, no Hannah, no Kate. No Kate, no nothing. And there was a girl on Below Deck last season who I really liked. She was Australian. Um, her name was Francesca. I feel like the other, like, so have you seen Galley Talk, like Below Deck, where they watched the episodes Some of them. and comment on it? So, like, they didn't really like her because she cried a few times, but I thought she was really good. So I would take her too, but definitely not this person. No. I feel like you can't be a chief student, not blonde. I just, I was like, <laughs> your silence was deafening. It's <laughs> like, is that discriminatory? You said, and not blonde. Like you have to be blonde. Yeah, because all of the good ones are blonde. Oh yeah, which I, I also was, didn't I hope... articulate clearly because, like we said, I'm on my last leg of life. So I hope that um, they have not a black class. or a person of color as like the the chief stew next year. I hope so too, but imagine That's being good. in that industry as a woman, let alone a person of color. Yeah. Rough. I feel like people don't last long because it's just ignorant as shit. Yeah. And I'm sure Lexi, like, because Z's not American. Well, neither is Lexi. She's 
Bahamian or whatever, but I mean that's mm-hmm. America adjacent. <laughs> whereas Z <clears throat> is like whereas and she was raised by black people, whereas Z was raised by white people and so he yeah. doesn't really have well, I don't know his life, but doubtful that he has much of a connection to like his heritage and things of that nature. So he's basically um culturally Well he's just more well, he's just more he's already used to being a minority. Yeah. And so it's just like a part of his life because of his home life. So yeah. And he doesn't have the same. It probably feels less impactful in a work setting. Mannerisms are like ways of dealing with things that cultures of, you know, like African, like black people have. Like, I don't, Mm -hmm. I think he probably is missing a lot of that. So he's going to side with the whites. Always. India reporting on the race war for below deck. (laughs) I said it. I'm sorry. Um, I'm trying to think of the other um, who was sailing yacht. They had that girl Jenna. Did you watch sailing yacht? Yeah, I liked sailing yacht. Jenna and Adam. Oof. Oh no! Tumultuous. Another tumultuous relationship. I did not like Jenna. And then who is the second season one? I oh Daisy. She was okay. Oh yeah. She was alright. She was like very upset about things all the time though, like internally. Yeah, but I, Yo, I forgot. Sailing yacht season two was actually really good. Mm-hmm. That was the chaotic cast with the pregnancy and everything yeah wow the lord does provide us sometimes that was a great season it really was i'm like i have that thing whatever it's called where like in the moment when i'm experiencing something i'm all the way present and absorbing it and like it's a chapter in my life and the minute it's over i forget it ever happened me and my entire existence i'm sure there's like a name for that phenomenon but i do it too with like friendships and relationships People will be like, oh, whatever happened to so-and-so? And I'm like, who are you talking about? Like, my mom had to, like, paint me a picture of a friend that I had for seven years that I'm no longer friends with because, like, the minute we stopped being friends, it just, like... Disappeared from the mind. Left me. And not in a malicious way, just, like, a, my brain doesn't need to have that. In it's capacity. like a trauma response, but minus the trauma. Yeah. It's like iPad storage. Like, I only have 64 gigabytes. Yeah. And so I just get some space. Yeah. Exactly how it is. I didn't leave my head in empty space. I was like, well, now that's 63.8. Fill her up with something else. But I just like the way the sailing out rushed back to me. I feel like Anastasia at the end of the movie when she remembers the Romanoff childhood. Like, she's just like, wait, I had this whole 10 years of experience. What is going on? Okay. (laughs) So now that we've reviewed Below Deck and our history. refresh my memory on watch what happens live with meredith and candace because i do remember laughing a whole ton but i don't remember why okay so yeah candace they played a game of or andy first of all was like because a viewer said it's offensive to call people milkmaids because breastfeeding and like you know all that you know people are offended because like women work to have a kid you know like they they can't have kids or they finally when they can't have one they long to breastfeed and it's like i get all that but milkmaid is just a joke like i wish people wouldn't be so sensitive sometimes because i definitely don't think that like that was an insult like she called her i mean i i, I think a milkmaid like she is, wasn't alluding to the concept she, of, like like that breastfeeding that breastfeeding like was wrong experience. right not yeah. at all she was just she was not making, trivializing breastfeeding she was, was just, just a joke actually a name because yeah. she's petty it was yeah it was just a joke and she was like and then andy was like well you like the wide comment and she was like well i wasn't really talking about her post body i was just 
being that funny. That was nice though, because she was just like, I was just talking about her and he was like, right. full body shaming. Yeah. She was like, you know, I talk about her wide face, her wide forehead and or her big forehead and her face. And he's like, well, that's still body shaming. She's like, okay, but, and she did bring up a good point. She's like, that if I'm going to be persecuted, like, why am I persecuted oh, she, to the that cross was good. when everyone has said things like, then that means everyone that's talking about saggy titties, flabby vaginas, like anything needs yeah, to also be held accountable legs, the same way yeah. that I am. So she's like, so let's think about that. And she like looks at the camera and I'm like, <laughs> I love her. Yes, she debater. Like a, yes, I was like, she was literally a candidate in a presidential debate. I swear to God. I, and I, Andy I, I had nothing Candace. to say, but it's also like Andrew. It, she's not wrong. Yeah, I stand. She's Candace, wrong, but I'm she's sorry. not wrong. I stand her. And then the game of do you regret? She regretted nothing. She had zero <laughs> regrets. I love when somebody she and Kelly Dodd, I think, are both have had like zero regrets on that game. Which I two also, icons. Yeah, Kelly Dodd is an interesting person these days, but I still I don't stand. agree with ninety nine percent of Kelly Dodd's personal views. I'd like to disclaim that. But does she make me laugh like shit? Yes. Yeah. The pig, I still can get over the pig emoji, like the pig face with the shit. Every big time, <laughs> every time someone posts that meme, what did she say? Listen, you little pig. Right, it sends me. <laughs> she has blessed us with so much content. That I think she's about. probably the messiest person, like that just says what she's like, you need comes to some her mind. hormones. And the, the scene with, I um, it what's her name this isn't my plate <laughs> yes yes there's an eat some more you need hormones Hilarious. and then it turned out she actually did need hormones yeah. she was misbalanced so kelly dodd sometimes right <laughs> once out of every 7200 times right um but yeah that was basically but, it meredith didn't they talked about like the gin thing whatever and brooks thanked andy because he propelled his sweat, his track suits don't um care. yeah don't care um and then you know um oh Mary said don't mess with my family because he asked if um she snitched he asked feds, her basically. if she tipped off the feds about jen shaw and She's all like, she said well, was what did i say ahead. don't mess with my family and like looks at the camera and it's like right that's not a good thing like no i don't think it's true i think she's just doing it for clout like she's just doing it to have attention and she's so that's when you look at her storyline last season she was so boring yeah like even with a whole ass trial separation she was so boring but because jen was so vilified and then again she jumped on the bandwagon of like jen bullying her son she like generated this fandom out of a bunch of boring people right and so she's just like, she very much like, that was one thing I noticed too, was like when she was like, she attacked my son, like in the episode when she was having dinner with Seth, he was like looking at her, like she didn't warn him like, hey, we're going to film a scene and I'm going to act insanely upset about what she said about our son. And she's like, he's never talked about his sexuality. And Seth definitely did like a behind look, like our son hasn't done that. Like, I think she was saying a lot of embellishments and possible lies to her husband and he was just like confused he was like i didn't know we were reenacting romeo and juliet like why are we in a play like what's going on yeah being because she's just into the theatrics of playing her meredith mark's character now more so than like being herself on the show which i feel like is going to bite her in the butt eventually because they all come down when that happens Mm -hmm. lisa vanderpump did vicky gumbleson did when you get too much character heather dubrow 
Although Heather's coming back. But still, she fell from grace when she was being too fake. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, being a snitch isn't a good thing. So especially when it has nothing to do with you. Well, so. Yeah, she didn't know that. She'll find out the hard way. Not a Meredith fan. I'm a Lisa fan. Um, I am part of the Shaw Squad. And I've never scammed somebody via telemarketing, but I am part of the Shaw Squad in my heart. Yeah. And an early fan of Jenny. Yeah. Yeah. I'm an early fan of Jenny. I like Jen and Lisa. That's it. But I have friends that are messy. We're very... We're very right couch from the reunion. Yeah. That's where Jen, Lisa, and Mary were. The others we don't care for. Yeah, no, they can go. Alrighty. Well, everybody, thanks for sticking it out with us. I really thought I was going to pass out before this started. So, but you know, gossip and housewives, they revive me every time. Every single time. Like clockwork. Don't forget to like, rate, review. Tell us what you want to hear about. We can pivot if you want to hear some Floribama. I'm sure we could spend a good hot minute on the pigs and the dogs and the men fighting and crying. Yeah, definitely leave a comment. Um, Five-star ratings only, remember. And subscribe on whichever platform you prefer. Spotify or Apple. You know, we give you all, not all the options, but options. Remember, snitches get stitches. The end. Face us. Bye, guys. Oh, 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 oh,